Injuries, injuries, and, well, more injuries. It's all about the New Orleans Saints-Dallas Cowboys matchup with this crossover Thursday. Locked on Cowboys, locked on Saints. Let's get it. You are locked on Saints. Your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, everybody? We are here for another crossover Thursday here across the Locked On Podcast Network amongst the NFL channel. We get to do these every single week. And this week here, we've got you all set up for New Orleans Saints hosting the Dallas Cowboys on Thursday Night Football. Representing the Dallas Cowboys, we got the one, the only Marcus Mosher at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. One half of that fantastic Locked On Cowboys lineup, along with the fabulous Landon McCool. And of course, myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson, NOLA, host of Locked On Saints. On today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about the biggest stories for both of these teams. We're also going to run through the biggest matchups and, of course, biggest keys to victory for both. So we're going to have us a lot of fun here, but I also want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Stat Hero. It's a first of its kind daily fantasy platform where it's you versus the house and a head-to-head matchup in terms of fantasy matchups. A whole bunch of fun winner take all. Sign up for free right now over at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Uh, Mark is very excited to be here with you to preview this Thursday night football matchup. Why don't you kick us off with the biggest story when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys? Because I feel like we might be in line here. <laughs> well, it's injuries for the Cowboys, but it's a little bit different than uh, what the Saints are going through right now. Sure, It's really the story of COVID, right? The Cowboys have had a ton of COVID cases over really the entire season, but it seems mm-hmm. like over the last couple of weeks, it's really intensified. They're going to be without like double digit number of coaches this week. No Terrence Steele due to COVID, the right tackle. Uh, no Nation Wright. They've got Amari Cooper, who is still battling symptoms from COVID. I don't know how he's playing this week, but he's got activated. Uh, it's it's just been a team that's really injured right now, and they've not played well, Ross, over the last month, and now they run into the buzzsaw, uh, which is the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, the New Orleans Saints want to be the buzzsaw. I think they're a little bit more of maybe like one of those handsaws at the moment. It's slow, it's a steady. Rusty handsaw. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, very rusty at the moment. Dealing with their own set of injuries, as you mentioned, it's a little bit different, right? Because they're dealing with injuries that they have been really, but have also been dealing with this all throughout the season. I mean, right now you're looking at both starting tackles, questionable uh, Alvin Kamara, questionable. I highly doubt that he plays in this game. I think they're going to take advantage of sort of the mini buy to get him ready for the last five games of the season as opposed to rushing him back for this one. Looks like they're going to get Mark Ingram back, but how much are you really able to get going behind an offensive lineman that, or excuse me, an offensive line that's going to be put together of mostly undrafted free agents and, you know, late round picks and guys that are, you know, on their fourth or fifth team in Jordan Mills case. So it's, it's going to be definitely a challenge on both sides, I think, when it comes down to injuries. And of course, one of the other big pieces of news in New Orleans, no doubt, is of course, this is going to be as expected to be uh, Taysom Hill's first start. But even that has some injury concerns around it. Dealing with plantar fasciitis, of course, had the um, had the the concussion earlier on in the season that it ended up being a concussion protocol for like three weeks after that. So it was a little scary for a little while. But I mean, he's supposed to get the first start here, his first start of the season, first time getting a start since Philadelphia last week, but lots of injury concerns around these New Orleans Saints as well. It, it, can we talk about some of these Saints injuries? So I, w- mm-hmm. I want to talk about the offensive linemen. Um, 
Toronto Armstead did not practice all week. Right. Ryan Ramchuk did practice, I believe it was on Monday, and then mm-hmm. did not practice on Tuesday, Wednesday. Do you expect either of these guys to play here on Thursday? The way that I look at it is that the one of the two that maybe has the better chance of playing, even though they're both listed as questionable, is actually surprisingly Teron Armstead. Um, Teron Armstead is one of those guys where if he doesn't practice throughout the week, you can throw him into this offense and he knows exactly what to do. He'll be fine. So a, a part of me wonders how much of it is sort of precautionary and he's been yeah. hanging around the team. You know, He's been around at practice as if he's been taking in the install and staying up to date with what it is that the New Orleans Saints are wanting to do. He just hasn't been out on the field. Now, when the case of Ryan Ramchek, it's always a little concerning, right? When you practice and then you don't practice anymore for the rest of the week, that's usually a pretty good identifier that you're probably not going to be able to uh, participate in the game. Uh, one more injury. Marcus mm-hmm. Davenport, he's already been ruled out from this game, I believe. Yeah. How big of a loss is it to not have him on the defensive line? It's huge. I mean, he's been outstanding so far this season, and you've got Marcus Davenport out along with Tano Passanio out. You've also got Peyton Turner, who's on injured reserve, so he's out. So compounding on top of the simple loss of Marcus Davenport, who has been really, really fantastic for this team so far this season, when he's been healthy, he's just struggled to do so. You also have all of these other uh, injuries that are piling up as well on defensive line. So they're really thin on the defensive line. Marcus, they were so thin on the defensive line last week that they were using... Caden Ellis, one of their linebackers, is an edge rusher in the last game. And of course, Caden Ellis now has a hamstring injury, and he's out this week, too. So I think you might see maybe Zach Bond, who was a very Uh, good pass rusher in college. About time. A guy that we really liked in the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. It's it's interesting that he's going to maybe play a big role in this game. It's possible. It's possible that they, because they're going to have to manufacture pressure. A little bit less manufacturing or pressure, hopefully, though, for the Cowboys, I imagine, getting Demarcus Lawrence back is the, I'm sure, fingers crossed in. Cowboys country for that? Yeah, he's going to play. He's missed the last 10 games, and he's really their best defensive player. He's so good against the run. Uh, he can really he plays that left defensive end. So if Ryan Ramchek's not playing, uh, I think he should have a big game. I, I would still guess that they're going to be careful here. They know that sure. they've got 10 days after this. Probably not going to play him 75% of the snaps like we're used to seeing, but rotating in. This is interesting because the Cowboys are really thin across the rest of the defensive line. No Randy Gregory, no Tristan Hill, who's been suspended. No Navilla Gallimore, who is out. Brett Urban, a defensive tackle, uh, had bicep surgery just a couple days ago. So uh, very much like the Saints, the Cowboys are incredibly banged up and thin on the defensive line. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how both of these teams combat that. I want to ask you about one more returning player, too. You mentioned the fact that they probably won't play uh, Demarcus Lawrence, his usual 75% of snaps with basically his first start in a while uh, coming back to the team. Amari Cooper has been out the last two weeks. We're we, we're both on the same page, kind of surprised that he's playing in this one. But hey, if he's going to play, we'll see. But uh, I don't expect that he's going to get a full load uh, coming back. We never really know how this stuff impacts players until they get out on the field. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that he's playing, Ross, mm-hmm. because when he got into the facility on Monday and Tuesday, he was not feeling well at all. Really still battling a cough, did not pass his initial conditioning test, did practice in a limited fashion on Wednesday. I think a lot of this is the Cowboys trying to have him be a decoy in this game. They know his legs aren't going to be ready. But in the previous matchup, we saw Marshawn Lattimore follow Amari Cooper. So mm-hmm. if you could put Amari Cooper on the field and Lattimore follows him, that's going to open up everything else for CeeDee Lamb in the slot, for Michael Gallup on the outside. I really think that's more what it is than anything else. 
Yeah, I'm really interested in Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, and what that matchup might look like for the New Orleans Saints, which is what we're going to get to next. Some key matchups to watch in this Dallas Cowboys-New Orleans Saints matchup. We're going to be talking about that next as we continue on this crossover Thursday edition, Locked on Cowboys, Locked on Saints. First, I want to tell you about our friends, Stat Hero. Opened up telling you a little bit about him, but let me remind you, first of its kind, these guys, daily fantasy platform where it's you versus the house and a head-to-head matchup with winner take all. No guys behind what you're competing against like some of these other daily fantasy uh, sports apps and, and platforms where you have no idea what you're going up against, who you're going up against, the spreadsheet heroes. You don't have to worry about any of that. It's full transparency. You pick the lineup that you build your daily team up against or your weekly team up against. And this is one of the ones that I'm going to be going up against this week, uh, Marcus, and I know you're a big time fantasy football person yourself, sure. locked on dynasty football, one of the hosts over there. So we've got a running back only three piece here. You've got Joe Mixon, Elijah Mitchell, and uh, Alexander Madison. Uh, with those three, I'm going up against those three. Who are three running backs I could potentially target to, uh, to kind of go up against those? I know I got to go with Jonathan Taylor, right? Yeah, I, I, that Jonathan Taylor is an easy one, yeah. right? How about Devontae Freeman? I, they're playing the ah, Steelers this week. Uh, the Steelers have given up a ton of rushing yards over the last mm-hmm. couple of games. I think he's a, a pretty nice little option. And then what about Josh Jacobs for the Raiders? Playing really love well us, over love the last Josh couple Jacobs. weeks. Uh, I think Jacobs is going to get a big workload against Washington. I think that's that's a good one to play. I love that. Look, you're getting everything in this crossover Thursday. <laughs> you've got Cowboys, you've got Saints, and you're getting fantasy football advice. But let me tell you, there's no better place to play some nice daily fantasy football than Stat Hero. So go and check them out. Sign up right now for free at stathero.com slash locked on and use that promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n so that you can get that 100% deposit bonus that's stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on for that 100% deposit bonus stathero.com slash locked on with promo code locked on terms and conditions apply All right, everybody, we are rolling right along with this crossover Thursday, Locked On Cowboys, Locked On Saints. we got Marcus Mosher at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter, myself, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, NOLA Locked On Cowboys, Locked On Saints. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. And Marcus, we started talking a little bit about some of those potential matchups to watch. What are some of the matchups that you're going to be watching as key matchups in this, well, matchup up against the uh, New Orleans Saints for you? Yeah, I'm really curious to see what happens with the Cowboys receivers and Mm. the Saints defensive backs, right? This is one of the first games that the Cowboys have had everybody available to them. Uh, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup. How do the Saints match up? How do you expect the Saints defensive backs to cover? Like, Who do you you see coming in the slot and covering CeeDee Lamb in this one? Yeah, I'll be really interested to see if maybe they go with the veteran in the slot. Bradley Roby has played really, really well over the course of the past couple of games, really getting into rhythm in this New Orleans Saints defense. And he's somebody that could certainly play outside in place of Paulson Adebo. They've kind of rotated the two opposite Marshawn Lattimore. But in the slot, I think you want the experience there. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them go with Bradley Roby and then utilize PJ Williams as a second deep safety. I think this might be one of those situations where the Saints might take their defense and have them go with those two high shells and then dare the Dallas Cowboys to run the ball, which we would be more than happy to do with two talented, very talented yep. uh, running backs. We'll come back to that in a moment. But because of that, I could see Bradley Roby in the slot with Marcus, excuse me, Marshawn Lattimore and Paulson Adebo uh, splitting over on the outside. So big responsibility for those perimeter corners for sure. And I think the Cowboys are going to welcome that, right? If mm-hmm. they can get Paulson Adebo one-on-one with Michael Gallup, 
I know Debo's had made his plays this year, but I think the Cowboys will feel really good about that. They like throwing the ball deep to Gallup. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly one to keep an eye on. The other one for me, Ross, is the Cowboys offensive line against Cam Jordan. So I don't know if you you knew this or not, but the last time the Cowboys had their three highest paid offensive linemen starting together, that's Lyle Collins, Zach mm-hmm. Martin, and Tyron Smith, was on Thanksgiving of 2019. It's been Ooh, that long since they've minute. all been on the field together. <laughs> uh and they're actually all only going to play this week together because of COVID, right? Because right. if Terrence Steele uh, was healthy and available, he would have started at right tackle. I actually think that's somewhat of a positive thing for Dallas. But mm-hmm. uh, how do you think the Saints will do creating pressure with the front four? Do you think they'll be able to? I don't think they're going to be able to do it with just the front four. I really don't. And they've proven that time and time again this season. Uh, I think Cam Jordan has had probably his weakest season so far. Uh, in his career this year. I mean, he had a little bit of a downtick last year. You're seeing it again this year. He did warm up and heat up a little bit over the course of the he's last few games. He's an older player games, though as well, right? He's an older he, player, he's exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, you're not expecting him to get the big sack numbers, but here's what Cam Jordan does really well. He's extremely effective against the run and he still gets pressure. That's the other bit of all this, right? It's not just about the sack numbers. Can you throw the quarterback off? Can you get Dak Prescott uncomfortable by simply getting in his face? Cam Jordan still has the ability to do that, but they're going to need some help because one of the things that makes the Saints really, really good on the defensive line, if you look over the course of the last three or four seasons, it's their ability to rotate. And now they're so thin on that defensive line, they're not going to have the same fresh legs in the fourth quarter like we've seen in the past. So they're going to have to manufacture pressure. They're going to have to do it really, really precisely. You're going to hear me say this word a bunch, uh, particularly when we get to keys to victory or, or what each team has to do to win the game. They're going to have to be very, very precise about how they do this because you didn't see that in the second half against the Buffalo Bills. Things got sloppy. Lanes got opened up for second level pass rushers, but then they immediately got filled by other Saints defenders that were operating outside of their lane discipline. And those types of issues can't happen against this offense that has so many electrifying pieces and so many electrifying players. So I think it's going to be about manufacturing and generating pressure with more than four. And that's something the Cowboys have not done well this year. They they have not handled the blitz at all, especially over the last month. So if the Saints decide to play a lot of man-to-man coverage and put everybody at the line of scrimmage, I actually think that's a formula for success for this defense. But uh, what matchup are you looking forward to seeing in this one? So I'm going to go back to those running backs that I was just kind of mentioning. There was some early conversation early on in the week to where, oh, well, Zeke Elliott's dealing with some injuries and maybe they're going to give him some time. But now it's looking like Zeke is going to get uh, you know, a lot of usage in this game, but they've also got Tony Pollard. Both these guys over 500 rushing yards on the season. They're fantastic, both of them. And mm. the New Orleans Saints are going to have to figure out a way to contain them while also paying attention to the passing game, while also keeping in mind that there's also a really, really good tight end there and young Dal- uh, Dalton Schultz, who can be a big time factor in the passing game as well. So for me, it's going to be about limiting this run game. The Saints, one of the best in the NFL when it comes to limiting the run game, just ignore every Philadelphia Eagles game they played over the last two <laughs> games, last two seasons. Uh, but they're really, really strong against the run. But this is going to be a big test for them because there's usually not two starting running backs staring them in the face either. And that's going to be a big matchup for them. How are you feeling about that sort of matchup for those two running backs going up against the Saints run day? So to be honest, I was feeling really good going into the week because we heard some reports that Ezekiel Elliott may be sat down and they might rest him <laughs> and we might see Tony Pollard, you know, be the, the lead guy. And that doesn't appear to be the case. Jerry Jones went on a local radio station yes. and said, nope, Zeke's fine. He's going to get the full load. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think Tony Pollard is playing a lot better right now. And it's very reminiscent of 
like a young Alvin Kamara with, you know, a little bit younger Mark Ingram, right? Yeah. Where it's so clear that one player is just so much more explosive and the offense functions better with that guy on the field. I, I just, I, I'm curious to see what this, the split looks like here. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott's going to run well against this defense. I just don't. I think a guy that's going to have some speed that can make a guy miss in the hole is what's going to, to be the most successful here. So I think if the Cowboys are smart, they'll give Tony Pollard 14, 15 touches and they'll, they'll use him that way. Yeah. Uh, Ross. So the, uh, the Cowboys are five point favorites in this game at home. How, how are you feeling about that line? Does it feel too high? Uh, look, it started at six, so I'm glad to see it close to five. <laughs> it is it is a little high for a home team, right? For, it, for... It's, that's a lot of points for mm-hmm. a home dog. But uh, if you want to bet on this game, I highly suggest that you guys go to Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered for all season uh, with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot. For all the sports action this season, head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, y'all, continuing on and wrapping up this crossover Thursday edition of the Locked On Cowboys, Locked On Saints podcast. Now, we're going to get into the nitty gritty. What does it take for each of these teams to win? Marcus, uh, let's start off with the Cowboys here. What's it going to take for the Cowboys to get a dub in New Orleans? I really think it's as simple as getting the Saints into third and long, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think the way that Sean Payton and the Saints want to play this game with Taysom Hill is they want to run the ball, they want to get to third and manageable, and they want to control the clock. If you're forcing Taysom Hill into long third downs where he has to win, you know, with his arm, I think the Cowboys will be okay. Just don't give up big plays, you know, don't give up big runs in this game, and I think they'll be all right. Does, Does that sound about right? Yeah, no, that's exactly what the New Orleans Saints are going to look to do. They, if it, the, there's two ways to look at this: New Orleans Saints win this game if they run three times, to- if they run thirty times, or they run thirty times if they're winning the game. Both of which result in the same situation, and that's where the New Orleans Saints want to be in this one. And I also think for the Dallas Cowboys on offense, just protect Dak Prescott. Like we know the Saints have a really talented secondary, and with Marshawn Lattimore and Bradley Roby, those guys are good. But so are the Cowboys receivers. So if you can give Dak Prescott time, if your front five guys can block the front four of the Saints, I think Dak Prescott should be able to pick apart the secondary. But that's been a problem over the last couple of weeks. They just haven't protected Dak Prescott all that well. Stop the run. You know, give Dak Prescott time, and I think I think you're going to win this game. They listen. I, the Saints are incredibly banged up, and we just got done talking about this. This is a game the Cowboys should win. Does that mean they will? Absolutely not. But on paper, the Cowboys are just a better team at this stage in the season. Yeah. And and look, the New Orleans Saints went through a very similar situation week two up against the Carolina Panthers earlier this season to where they were down several players. They were also down several coaches due to positive testing and, and, and uh, health and safety protocols. 
And Julian Council and I did our crossover, and the way that he said it to me was, if there's any time that the Carolina Panthers are going to beat the New Orleans Saints, this is it. That's sort of how I feel about this iteration of the New Orleans Saints, which is effectively a B-squad for the New Orleans Saints going up against these Dallas Cowboys. If there's any version of a game in which this team can beat that team, it's this, right? I mean, having to play without your head coach, still have uh, major uh, play callers and everything there in terms of Dan Quinn, Kellen Moore, like these, the offensive defense coordinators will be there. Offensive defensive coordinator Dan Quinn is set to be the head coach, right? Yep. Somebody yeah, with Ben McAdoo in his ear, which is the disaster. But yeah, Great. Dan Quinn will be <laughs> Dan Quinn's coming down from the press box uh, and down to the field. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, the New Orleans Saints very familiar with Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn very familiar with the New Orleans Saints. Of course, Dan Quinn used to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. That went well. Uh, so when you look at what happened with the way that this all breaks down for the New Orleans Saints, it's going to come down to, here's the word I promised I would use earlier, precision as well as efficiency. Precision in that they're going to have to make sure that when they're creating those gaps to get those additional pass rushers in, that they're not filling them with other players and you know crossing the streams, if you will. And then there's also going to be a lot of, that was a good Ghostbusters reference, I had to get yeah, that one in there. Of course. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, efficiency, right? They're going to have to be efficient on the offensive side. We saw the Saints get so desperate to convert and extend a drive last week that they had Blake Gillikin throw a pass. And yeah, as great as yeah. Blake Gilligan's leg is, <laughs> that, that should be that was a struggle. Yeah. yeah, there should be no situation in which the Saints are expected to do that. So when it comes to converting those third downs, like you mentioned, those third and shorts, even fourth and shorts, because I expect Sean Payton to be very aggressive in this game. Taysom said, Hill yeah. is the yeah, Taysom Hill is the better option in this game for that. But as you mentioned, if they push them to third and long, that's where things get a little bit more complicated for the Saints it, it, offense. One more thing I wanted to mention mm-hmm. really quickly. Actually, two things. It's been a really weird week for the Cowboys with COVID and Mike McCarthy testing positive with a suspension to a key starter on defense. Right. It's just odd. Um, they've actually had their weight room closed down for the last two weeks because all their their strength and conditioning coaches have tested positive for COVID right. and they haven't been there. So it's been it's been a strange week of Zoom meetings and practices with Max. So I, I wonder if that's going to have an impact on this game. The other thing is, Keep an eye on special teams in this one for yeah. good and bad reasons for Dallas. Speaking of a heart. Yeah. Three key special team guys, Cedric Wilson, Malik Turner, and Nation Wright are all out of this game. Those are three guys that fill some pretty big roles in terms of gunners and kickoff units. Uh, the Cowboys have not been great in that area, so keep an eye on that. And then Dallas, last week, they had a kick return for a touchdown, which is fantastic. On the very next, uh, on the very next kick return, in overtime, Tony Pollard fields a kick at the one-yard line, uh, returns it to the 10-yard line. They get a block in the back penalty. They get pinned back at the five-yard line, and all of a sudden now they're punting out of their own end zone in overtime. Special teams are going to decide this game one way or another, so just keep an eye on both units there. Yeah, both of those points that you just raised are massive in terms of being able to take advantage of mistakes, which is something that this Saints offense couldn't do last week. Two straight third down sacks to shorten drives against the Bills two straight interceptions to close out the first half, four quick possessions for the Saints offense, and they were able to do nothing Hmm. with it. They have to be better than that, and I think they will be better than that. I think the Saints have a better chance than what they're being given in this game. Now, maybe it's hometown pride for me, but regardless, I do think that with all of the things that the Dallas Cowboys are dealing with, this new charge and new spark of Taysom Hill under center, getting Mark Ingram back, who is a big-time emotional leader, and then if this defense led by DeMario Davis and Marcus Williams and Cam Jordan and, and Marshawn Lattimore, if they all show up and play the way that they played or even a semblance of how they played over the course of the first seven weeks, 
I think the Saints give themselves a better chance at home in this one than most people might expect them to have. Yeah. I, I think Taysom Hill starting a quarterback is going to make things weird. And mm-hmm. that's a good thing if you're a Saints fan. Like different and weird is better than what you've had the last month. So Absolutely. if they can turn this game into a strange one that is close going into the fourth quarter and all of a sudden they've got the ball, you know, down by three points or three minutes left. You'll take it. And I think that's the kind of game we're in for here, Ross. Yeah, I think this is going to be a very fun game. And as always, anytime I get the opportunity to chop it up with you, Marcus, it is a ton of fun. Thanks, everybody, for coming in for this Locked On crossover, this Thursday crossover at Locked On Cowboys. Make sure you follow and check out Locked On Cowboys with Landon McCool and Marcus Mosher here at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. Myself, Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. Thanks so much for making us your first episode of the day. Now make sure you go and check out Locked On Bets, your boy Q, handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Let them make you some money, whether it be on this game or many of the other things going on all around the NFL and more. We appreciate you coming through for another one here, and we'll be back with you tomorrow on Locked On Saints and Locked On Cowboys for another edition. As always, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.